Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Wrestling Courts, where summer vacation is over, the NFL season is starting, and wrestling locker rooms are still not under control. I'm your host, Zula Cannon, here with my good friend, Rob. Tell the world how you're doing. I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, I got to tell you about StarCast, too, before we get to all the major news. But uh, before yep. we do, um, how's, been, how's your couple of, last couple of weeks? Uh, let's see. My team lost on Thursday, so that was <laughs> <I know>. fun. <laughs> it was only by one point, and the you know the the lines played amazingly. I can't complain or fault them. You know, we didn't have Kelsey and Chris Jones hold out for more money, but uh, really, uh, mistakes are made. Their team had lots of mistakes. We had a lot of mistakes. Uh, it's the first game of the season. I'm not gonna really worry about it. You know, sometimes the Chiefs have like a rough start and then finish off strong. You got to get into the groove. It's football, right? There's teams that have dominated the first couple of weeks and then just completely fall apart. But uh, it still sucked. It's because the first game of the season, it was on TV. And my team's not even from New York. So to get to see a game was like, yeah, nah. but it's all right. I didn't get too mad because I wasn't you know, hung up about it. I thought they did they good. I did both teams did pretty good. So uh, other than that, you know, pretty cool. We're doing a lot of cleaning around the house. We're going back into working on stuff that we prior worked prior to COVID, like working on some toys and stuff. So we're getting into stuff uh, finally. So, which is good. You know, we had a, put a lot of stuff on the whole COVID kind of ruined, obviously everyone's everything. So, <laughs> but we're trying to get back on track. So we're good. You know, I was watching the Panthers and Falcons game earlier and this Bryce Young kid is very good. And I thought when I was at the NFL draft and saw him get the first draft pick, I thought it was just all hype and buzz. But he's he's proven it. You know, the problem is you get some guys that, like, you know, have a big buzz and then they, they just fall. And it's just, you know, college is different than NFL, obviously. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it, those guys who stand out will always stand out. Exactly. Um, let me get to StarCast first before we get to the major stuff. Mm-hmm. So when before I do, um, what what kind of questions do you have about it? Um, I don't. I I figure it's a press junket kind of convention, so it's like a combination thing. So I I know pretty much how a lot of that works. So I don't have any other. The only thing I do have to ask you is, did you go to All Out? No. Oh, okay, okay. So you just did the Starcast, okay? Yes. That was the only question I actually had. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, from based on what I was there the first time compared to this time, it's completely different. Um, they don't charge podcasters slash media for any tables or any of that kind of stuff anymore, which is great. I found out the reason why, because they didn't, um, see a return of investment with it. And I thought to myself, go figure. You should have done it the first time. Yeah. You know what? It's a learning process. So it's good that it changed, which is smart. Then when I the first thing I did when I got over there because it was at a Hyatt hotel, but it was also right next to the convention center, which I didn't realize until maybe an hour in. Mm-hmm. So I saw the lines there. Um, the people who had the most lines besides the AEW talent were the Hardys, Rob Van Dam, Sky Blue, and 
I'm trying to think for a second. Jeff Jarrett. You pretty, you pretty much made an AEW talent. <laughs> no, no, because they have two different sections. One that was AEW, where they had all of the bigger stars. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, it's like it's kind of like AEW is like section where they they bring like when you go to New York Comic Con, Marvel have their type of thing and stuff like yes. that. Yes, I got you, I got you. This is on independently from being in the. Well, the, the the names you just listed, like you know, honestly, uh, Sky Blue is very big in AEW. She's got a big following. She's actually really improved over her couple of years she's been there. She's still very young, and she's from Chicago, so you figure that that crowd's going to be, you know, she's, she's a hometown favorite. And a Hardy, the Hardys will always be the Hardys. You know, it doesn't matter what. You know, I think also Jeff Jarrett has really grown from what he used to be, what people's mindsets of him used to be, what I used to think he was, you could see the much better person he's become. I think he's really laid back now as knowledge is helpful. He, he like, you know, fills that void, which I, we always were kind of worried like, oh, geez, he's coming in. What are we getting out of him? But we exactly what we needed from him. So it's cool to see that as he got older, he, first of all, he could still go. And he's also, I think a little cooler to, you know, it's not like, oh, this, you know, the whole thing with the, the scam with the gold, you know, all that shit in the past. <laughs> That's all in the past. I think he's really changed, honestly, for the better. Now, the panels there were hit and miss because mm. um, things that you can do on a podcast does not always translate well what you could do on the stage. For instance, right. Van Damme's panel was the only interesting one there because not only he talked about his documentary, he talked about concussions and wrestling, um, stories with the original Sheik and all that kind of good stuff. When mm. Jeff Jarrett had his panel there, him and that bastard Conrad was doing their podcast stick up on stage and it didn't translate well with the audience because you can't assume everyone is going to, everyone that's attending StarCast is listening to a podcast. You, you got to realize that there's different audiences there. And a lot of mm, the stuff they did true. did not really um, sit well with them. I, I understand that completely because, like, you know, the only person I feel that does that transition well is someone who speaks really good live is Kevin Smith because he can translate from being to a live crowd and from being on a podcast. He knows how to balance it. So he's done live podcasts called Smodcasts with, with fans, but it's not done like a pot, like how we're doing this. This would be absolutely boring in front of an audience. Uh, it, so it's like a whole different uh, mindset. So very few guys that actually can nail that. I, I still, I still got to clap back at Kevin Smith for saying he's the most famous person at Comic Con back in July. I'm like, Jamie Lee Curtis had a bigger room than you, dude. No, nah, he was just busting chops because <laughs> I know. I'm saying though, I'm it was saying just no. a joke. It was a joke because he was busting chops because everyone was on strike, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in New York Comic Con when I go there next month. Yeah, I mean, Disney and all these fucking companies are really being scumbags and holding out on stuff they have no right to be holding out on. The two biggest people you need and they don't want to agree to certain things, it's pretty fucking offensive. And the one thing that's starting to piss me off is these fucking people going like, well, why are they still striking for? I'm like, man, you guys are the reason why unions are failing. Like, you don't, you don't think for the future. You just think for now. You think they're fighting over money, but they're fighting over a lot of important stuff. Oh, yeah. But you we guys don't about care. That last time we did this show, yeah, because you guys don't care about it because it doesn't affect your job. But you know, there's no AI that's going to take the place of a guy cleaning turtle balls. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like this, you, this or a security guard or shit. You know, <laughs> it's the idea at the end of the day. Like you know, it it that stuff's got to 
be careful before we are no longer human. You know that whole you remember Futurama? And you remember um on Futurama they had like the robot version of a soap opera? Oh yeah. Yo, AI is that's what that's what that's leading to. Like we're gonna have stupid robots like you know, Killatron one doing a like a, a Days of Our Lives type of show. No, I'm not watching that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, I've been in the gaming community, man. Um Metal Gear Solid 2 talked about this in 2001. And yeah. 20 years later, this is actually happening. Yeah, it's 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 you know it's stuff that we've known on the horizon, but we didn't know how practical it was gonna be. Oh yes. So <clears throat> there was a few funny bits I found on the Jeff Jarrett panel, like the way he talked about how cold the coffee was at a Chicago crowd, blah blah blah. That's all fine and well. But then they did a whole table spot with the tall dude and the security guard, and barely anybody popped for that. Hmm. I'm not sure how it came off on the the live feed if you was watching it on video, but oh no, I didn't watch any of that. So oh, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> no, I just tune in for pay per views and I tune out for anything else. That I feel that kind of stuff you have to be there for to really enjoy it more than like watching it, unless something uh, like was said in a panel that was useful. Cool. That's why like Presco and like you know whatever. You know, like I don't, I I'm I'm past all that. <laughs> So around this time also, um, the head of VP sales was getting everybody into the media room at different points of the day. So I spoke with Chris Statlander, I spoke with um, Parhouse Hobb, Ricky Starks, and mm. um, the Gun Club, I believe their names are. Billy Gun yep. Sons. Yeah, yeah, but Bully Club Gold, but they're still the Gun Club themselves. They're still the guns. They're actually, they're just the guns now. Yeah, just the guns. They dropped so, the club part. Bef so I was going to interview. Um, you know, I'll get to that after Sky Blue. So when I spoke to Sky Blue, she's very, very cool, very humble person. However, the line man, this was the weirdest shit I've seen for a person, man. Dude, everyone on that line, besides maybe a few kids and teenagers, was adult males between 35 to 45 years old. That kind of creeped me out compared to the other women that was there. You know, as true as that is, I was thinking about when you said it originally to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm 46, but like, I would go with my wife and kid. But like, you know, I thought about it. What is the real demographic of any of the stuff we like anymore? And the saddest part is, it's 35 to 45. The majority of wrestling fans are honestly, for the majority, that age group, and even older. Yeah, like, like it's uh, weird it's, though, because um, I know it's weird. Other, I know. <laughs> there's a few other women that was there. Um, Charm, John Morris's wife was there, mm -hmm. and um, Taya Valkyrie, yeah, yeah, Taya Valkyrie, and Athena was there, and their fans looked like on um, their actual age group. Sky Blues, however, did not. Well, I mean, I I I can't judge it. I'm, not, I'm I mean, not judging, but if you but put a group of 35 it, yeah. to 45-year-old men in that same room with her, that's fucking creepy. I get it. It's just, unfortunately, money's money, right? I mean, they're just fans of wrestling. They're going to go. I guarantee those same guys are on the line for the Hardys. They're probably on the same line for Jeff Jarrett. It's just what it is. It's just, unfortunately, like, you know, is that – I think what weirds us out is that as we're getting older, you know, she's young. What is she, 20, 21? 22. 23. No, she's 22, I think, yeah. And so it just feels weird. But I think, you know, in 1999, it would have been the same amount of older dudes still at a show getting Trish Stratus when she was like 20. It's the same thing, but we didn't think about it back then. You know, I mean, 
like with Comic Con, right? Like when cosplayers back then, which was far few and far between, were women mostly. They were called booth babes. They weren't called cosplayers. Let's, let's be real. Uh, and the booth babes had all these fat, sloppy compo guys, and they would take pictures with them and had them sign stuff. They're just models, you know what I'm saying? And just in skimpily clothes. And it was, it's embarrassing even then, but, you know, it served the purpose and it brought people into what needed to be brought in. And I love the fact to see like a lot of these young female wrestlers, you know, back in the day, we have to admit a lot of the quote unquote pretty female wrestlers weren't really wrestlers. No, they were. You know, they were just in it for they were models. They were searching. Vince went out and hired. Oh, get many models. Well, they can learn to wrestle. It's like no, I they, no, they can't. Johnny, I think you meant Johnny Ace. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, nothing goes through without Vince's approval. That that's that's let's let's be real. Uh, Johnny Ace did what had to be done for what he was told to do. I, I like how he's always been the scapegoat for everything, but you know, come on, who forced it all that? Get out of here. It, I don't want to talk about that. But you know what I'm saying? Like you know, at least now we have young girls who are. Very, she's a very beautiful young lady, but she's also really talented. All the women are beautiful, talented, and it's a good mix of talent, size-wise, different styles, and and it's it's great. You know, it's so great to see. So unfortunately, those fans do recognize that, and the older fans aren't shitting on them. You know, what I'm saying they appreciate them. You see the fans cheering them. I know back if this was like the early 2000s, late 90s, they would not even respond to. A sky blue match or to a Chris Statlander match if it wasn't a Brian Panties match, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you know, look at Cat, her name was Cat, Jerry the King Laura's chick. They didn't care to watch her wrestle, they just wanted her to hopefully have a top come off. For God's sake, Jacqueline, one of the greatest female original female wrestlers from the early 2000s, late 90s, she had to do uh, swimsuit things against Sable. To get the crowd even interested. And when she had a match against Ivory, the crowd was dead. These are two great, you know what I'm saying? It's it's good to see the difference, but I, I, I'm glad to see that the fans at least are appreciating them, regardless of how creepy it looks. I, I'm trying to find a positive in it. And I think these fans <laughs> do appreciate them as, but I think these fans do appreciate them as wrestlers too. I, I do. I believe that. I'm just saying, from a visual standpoint, it looked weird as fuck. Hey, look, if guys don't have girlfriends, there's nothing they could do about standing in line and waiting the fan, <laughs> favorite wrestler, you know? Look at like look at our friend Chris, you know, moneymaker Chris. He goes to all of them. And he's you know, he's he's not 15. You know, he's he's an older dude. He's not old, but you know, he's he's not a baby. And he so, goes and meets all the female wrestlers. Is is it weird for him to do it? No. No, it's not. But would it be weird for a bunch of men in that age demographic that to do that over maybe two kids in that line? Yeah, it's weird. It's not weird because there's no more kids in wrestling. There's very few <laughs> kids in wrestling. Just like there's very few kids buying toys. There's very few kids reading comics. There's, they're, 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 that's not their hobby. They're not into it. So no, it's hard to get them to in. Them. I'm just talking about the visual aspect. Not we can do about it. You know, <laughs> as I get old, I don't do a lot of stuff that I like just because of the visual aspect. And that's not fair to me. If I want to go and enjoy something and then I'm on a Like, let's put it this way. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a comparison. Uh we were like in the early 30s, and my wife loved this Japanese rock group called Durian Gray. They were like a hardcore death metal Japanese band, right? First concert like in New York. My wife wanted to see them. She loves their music. And we're online, and we're seeing all these beautiful girls. We're talking to them. And I'm realizing that we were only 32 at the time, maybe 31 at the most, right? 
Okay, so how many of them on that line was your same age? None. They were that's all that's like totally 15, <laughs> 15 to 21. And I felt so weird going, there's no one our age. There's no one. You know what I'm saying? We're at a concert of a rock band, and this rock band were not kids. They weren't a kid group. Durian Gray was an older Japanese rock band. They were actually probably older than me and Crystal at the time. And the whole entire audience were 15 to like 20 at best. One of the girls we were talking to, she was like practically half naked, very cute, very nice. And she was talking about taking a test. I'm like, oh, what college you go to? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in high school. And I'm like, oh, my God. Where's the rest <laughs> of your clothes? I'm like, I thought she was in college at least, you know, like maybe 22, 23 in college, you know, taking a no, no, she was sophomore, junior in high school. And I'm like, where's your parents? I'm like, the first thing I actually blurted that out, where's your parents? After I realized she wasn't like an adult. And that's kind of like, you know, so I kind of feel like I feel like I give those guys credit because they're spending their money. They want to meet these wrestlers. And they like them. You know, wrestlers always stay. Every time you get a new favorite wrestler, they're always going to be younger than the age you're going to be at. Look, we're going to talk about him pretty soon. But Punk and Cena, they're in their 40s. They're my age, right? But I do like Jungle Boy and I like Hook. They're 22, 26 between the two of them, whatever it is. The babies compared to me. I'm 46. Would it be weird if I went by myself to go meet Hook? No, it would be a- weird. Now, what it would still be weird. It would be 100% weird because he's still a kid. But I still like him as a wrestler. And what was if I was a person who was attracted to men, right? If I was gay and I liked Hook, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? And I'm going to meet him. He's my favorite wrestler. Where's, where's the dichotomy of the difference? Where's the difference? It's the same thing. It's going to be weird either way just because as we get older, it's just weird as older people to like anything younger. And that's that's a problem. So I'm not mad those dudes. Hey, she's making her money. As long as they don't do nothing, as long dude, as they don't do nothing inappropriate. Dude, you know I wasn't even I wasn't even mad. I was just creeped out. I know you you texted me right away. It was so funny. Like, yo, this fucking line. I was like, damn, Julian, you kill all these fucking dudes. The poor bears. This, this is their money. This is their vacation. They, 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 I'm look, if I was spending that kind of money to go to stupid Starcast, I'm mean every fucking run. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Fat, sloppy, old, and lazy. I'm, you know, it's only weird if they do something inappropriate. As long as no one did anything inappropriate. Have at it. So, so, so go on. My next interview was supposed to be the Hardys. Mm-hmm. About seven minutes before it was supposed to happen, I got an email from um, the AW's uh, legal department saying that <clears throat> no more talent that's under AW is available for interviews anymore. I was like, huh. I wonder what then, happened. Then when I exited the media room, I started to notice a lot of people on their phones started to notice a lot of um, sad and anger faces. And then I was like, something must be going on here. Then I checked <clears throat> Then I checked the news sites, and that's when I found out ah. um, CM Punk was fired. Right. They pulled them because they didn't want the mask and people exactly. asking that's, these. Right. That makes why. sense. That's, Cause I, I, the, I get it. Yeah, the letter didn't explain why. They just said no more talents available for interviews. Right. Well, they couldn't. I mean, that's the that's the professional way of handling this. I mean, so unfortunately, we can't do it anymore. They can't just say, well, if you go to Xbox, you know, we're not going to change because that's unprofessional. Um, but yeah, it, it makes sense because they don't want any wrestlers to give their personal thoughts and, you know, on stuff that's really still brand spanking new. Yeah. So let's get right to it. Um, before we get to the all in stuff, let's just go back to the beginning. So. Jungle Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry had a confrontation with CM Punk. 
all because um, Jungle Boy wanted to take a vacation. Not sure how many weeks that was supposed to be. So what he wanted to do, which I believe was fucking stupid to begin with. Mm, I agree with that. Was to use glass in a spot. Tony Schiavone vetoed it against it. A few of the other agents uh, was against it. And, and the doctors were against and it. And the doctors, yeah, and the doctors were against it. So they all have punk um tell this kid that this is not happening. Whether it was approved by AEW or not, I don't care. It was still stupid. You saw what happened Absolutely. to Goldberg in WCW. Yeah. yeah. I, first, let's stop right there really quick. Sure. You could if you want a week off, there's many ways of writing people off. AKA I was thinking the same to exact Ray thing. Phoenix. They had to write off Ray Phoenix because of his travel issues because he just he's just getting his thing in America so he couldn't leave. So they beat him with a sock. You know what I'm saying? Like there's many ways of doing it without having to use real glass. I don't know why he he decided he wanted real glass. I think it's a very stupid spot, unnecessary, and I agree with it. But un- go on. So when Punk and um, Jack talked about it. Punk said in the words of, we do not do that here on Saturdays. If you want to do that, you do that on Wednesdays. That's all it should have been. Jungle, po- Jungle Boy should have not gotten more very hot about it. So mm. on the pay-per-view, <clears throat> I believe this happened on the pre-show. It was the all-in, it was the all-in, uh, with the um uh, zero hour. Yeah. He has his match with Hook. They brought out a, limous- a car or a limousine or whatever it was. They He does the rolling um, thunder into um hook and his arms got cut up by the glass he proceeded to go on camera and says that's real glass crimea river and he did not think that cm punk or some of the other guys in the back were watching that as that happened oh yeah let's just talk about one day with cm punk uh he's always watching this stuff because he's I, I feel like it's sad to say man we're gonna be talking about punk for a while aren't we but i want to say before we get into it i feel like the idea at the end of the day is when you're a 46-year-old man and some little kid says something to the camera and you fucking lose your shit, where is your adultness? Like, you have to learn to let things go. Like, imagine, like, a, I have guys at my job. Just so side check. We'll go right back in. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had a guy at my job. If I, He doesn't answer the radio properly. And I have to say, listen, you got to answer this radio. Now, one time he said to me, like, yeah, I, I tried, but it didn't work. You know, I'm working, I'm trying my best, like, you know, a little snotty, but like, you know, nothing that like, I'm fucking 46. Do I go into that elevator and fucking choke him out and put him down? I would be instantly fired for doing that because at the end of the day, yeah, he disrespected me, but it's you. I Do I let that get to me? Like if I, it's spitefulness. You're supposed to be the adult. You're supposed to lead by example and you're acting like a bigger child than the child. It's there's a there's got to be a balance, but go on. So yeah, first off, the limo was brought out for the match. Like, that's how Jack came out. He came out in the limo, and then they fought all over the limo. They beat the shit out of each other. Limo, Hook, uh, put the uh, Jack to I think the 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 windshield if I'm not mistaken. Then he put he put Hook through the top of the car. The I thought the gimmick I thought it was gimmick because the car broke very easy. From between the two of them, and no disrespect, I like both wrestlers. These are not three hundred pound dudes. You know what I'm saying? No, they're so, and, 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 pounds soaking wet. I know that. They, they, yeah, maybe both about that. Them, maybe a little dude, more. Yeah, they're, they're about one hundred fifty pounds, man. Yeah, I met I met Jungle. <laughs> I met Jack Perry. I could see him about buck eighty, buck ninety. I think he hooks about the same. Not one fifty, definitely a little bit more. Uh, but 
they went through the top of the thing that's the, the whole top of the car went in so i thought it was a gimmick car you know that's why i didn't think nothing of it and he said his spot whatever so right he says his shit the match ends he loses the match as he's supposed to hook gets the title back and then go <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I was watching that, I just thought to myself, you just proved everybody in the back right because you sliced up your fucking arms and your ribs. Right. So, but at the end of the day, it's, it's it's a stupid spot. It wasn't even that big of a deal. And, and and also, you didn't get written off a TV for it. So, like, what's the point? Like, So he says this on camera, and I also thought to myself, what does say that on camera do for the business? Tell me. What does right. that do? Mm. So, yeah, exactly. Just like with CM Punk ran his mouth at a fucking press conference. And what does that do for anybody on camera? Oh, uh, I, I got <laughs> I got more to say about that. <laughs> I know, I know, but go on, go on, go on. What to say? It's it's it's, it's all stupid. It's it's all terrible. Oh, they go. He goes to the back, and that's when the confrontation happened. Um, mm-hmm. Punk asked him if he has a problem with him. Um, I'm not sure what Jungle um boy said, but Punk put him in a chokehold. Although although other reports said that. Punk um hit him first, whatever that was. We won't really know what was clear until maybe Punk says it in a few months from now. Unfortunately, the- no disrespect. I I don't know how much I'm gonna believe anything he says anymore. Hmm. I'm having I love this guy, but I'm having a lot of trouble believing that everybody else is at fault now. Every time, it's it's you know when one person is involved in so much shit, and it can't always be the other person. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. go on. So this whole thing happens right before the pay-per-view was about to start. Um, Tony Khan was there watching it all happen. Monitors fell off. Um, Punk yelled at Tony Khan that he quit. Um, Small Joe came in to break the whole thing up. And what I read was that <clears throat> if this thing didn't, if this thing would have co- continued, the first match would have been um, the six-man tag. Hmm. Because they had to, they said that they had to delay the start of the show, and I'm over, and I had to go back and rewatch the first bit of the show again, and I didn't get a sense of it being delayed. Did you? Yeah, me neither. No, not at all. I didn't notice any delay because uh, they had two matches in the pre-show, pretty cool matches. I enjoyed them. Ended with the thing, and then they ran down the card. Everything happened, and then the match started. Like it felt like it started within. A proper amount of time so maybe in their head it just felt like forever you know when you're in that situation it probably felt like you know a million <laughs> hours yeah it, it reminds know. me of um bash at the beach 2000 when that whole thing started to get delayed before russo jarrett entered mm-hmm. yeah. but i don't even felt like that you know i don't even feel like i didn't you you know when something's supposed to be quote quote delayed you feel it you notice things but they were showing promo packages. Excalibur was talking for stuff. It didn't feel like. Or when Jeff Hardy did at Victory Road 2011. Oh, that was bad. That That's a whole different. That's a whole different shit. But yeah, so this whole shit happens. Punk threatens Tony. He's going to fucking leave. He's like, I hate this fucking place. Oh, my God, dude. You're not happy anyway. And Samoa Joe has to calm shit down. Joe, 100% a locker room leader deflated the whole situation, protected everybody, got everything handled, and still got the show to happen. You know what I'm saying? So both like, guys were suspended at first, and then they launched an investigation. I laughed at this first because Tony, I was thinking to myself, 
Tony Khan, you're right in front of these people. What investigation? But then I realized that Webley Stadium has cameras all yes. over the place, including they need position. you need video. So they needed proof. to cover. Yeah. He needed to cover his ass. Also, don't forget he is on the cameras and monitors. He is responsible. He's looking and he's talking to Excalibur. He's you know he's doing what Vince does backstage. He's on the monitors. He's he's there talking to the announcers. He's getting things ready. He's queuing things with people when he's walking with the truck. You could be right. Legitly, I've seen this in real life. If you're doing something in yourself and some shit happens off to the side, you're not catching the first part. You're only, you're only catching when it gets ex- escalated, right? So when they're brawling and choking out and going at the tables, that's when you're going to notice shit, right? I guarantee you, backstage people are always loud and shit. You don't notice shit at first. You're kind of got headsets on. You're working. When you're focused on something, you sometimes you're not going to notice shit. And honestly, that's not a good enough thing because cops will tell you, "Oh, what did you notice? Oh, you know, I was doing this," and they're like, "All right, you're 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 you don't count because you didn't see the whole situation because you weren't focused on it. Yes. Your opinions gonna be spontaneous, maybe based on other people around you, how you personally feel. It's not how professional things work. You have to, and thank God for the. I think it was really important, also for punks, quote unquote, lawyers. They needed to have evidence to go look, see this shit, because the other one from last year. There was no cameras. It was a locker oh, that room. That happened in the locker room. So it's all he said, she said. So everyone was rightfully suspended, you know, and certain people. Every That was how you have to professionally do it. You can't just throw off the hand and do things. You have to suspend, figure things out, work out situations, what's going to help the company, and hopefully get things right on track. And so with this situation, it's like, here it goes again. And same fucking guy, big incident. By the way, meanwhile, he talked on that jungle boy is a guy that no one cannot get along with. And here he is. You're the guy who fucking said it and you can't get along with him. You're having a fucking argument with a fucking quote unquote child. Cause he's 20 something years old. You got to understand the newer generation. You have to talk different. If punk can't talk to the newer generation differently, and he has to be spitefully and screaming and saying, pulling Hogan, Hogan, like you call it Hoganisms. I have his own phrases. <laughs> as funny as it is, Yo, I have I workers. Sorry. <laughs> I have a work. That kid who's on the elevator, he's twenty years old. He's as he's as old as sky blue. I can't choke him out because I'm mad at him. I can't yell at him. It it doesn't work anymore. I am How sure. We, I am sure. Punk actually did talk to him nicely when they burned up the whole glass pot and Jack Perry got heated. Well, no, I don't care about that. I'm talking about at the fucking pay per view. No, I mean like you before know, the whole thing escalated. But he let it escalate because he let it get to him. So yeah. the kid said some shit. You're a fucking 46. And if you have so much pull, you don't even have to confront that kid. You do your match. You get things done. Then you get your lawyers. You talk to Tony. You go, look, this is what, who I don't want on my show no more. That's what you've done already, right? Supposedly he's done this already. And that's yeah, why certain guys collision. can't <laughs> ban from collision, which is embarrassing because you know what? No one should be banned from collision. No because- one including their um their – um, had a talent fuck, relations, which right? Funny, fucking first, this first out, fuck all that. That's Christopher Daniel. If anyone I'm gonna fucking respect is him. All right, I'm not gonna fucking a steal. Fuck is a steal. Who I also fucking, got who Christopher also got released yesterday. Good. I guarantee the only reason why he was allowed to stay was they had to make concessions in the contract. They had to re up CM Punk's contract and work out some deal so a steal could work remotely because he was fucking fired. He legitly bit. Fucking Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega did interviews where people, he wouldn't even talk about it. Fucking bite marks on his fucking arm. Like, that's fucking psychotic. Yeah. That's not normal. And I keep 
we use you guys listen to the old podcast when all this shit broke down. I've defended punk. We've defended punk for years, right? We love. I love CM Punk. I'll, I'll, oh, even yeah, to this I day, too, I, when I remember when we did the show last year, I said when Brawl Out happened that Punk should have been let go too. And I defended him. I defended the the reasoning not to let him go. I I swear I did. I understood. I, the I know you did, and I went back and I, listened to it. I right, I, I did. Right, hundred percent. Another incident happens, he yeah. has to be gone, and, and he has what, to look be. what happened and, eleven months later. And the worst part is, out of those eleven months, nine months he was suspended. <laughs> well, he was suspended and healing from his injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was suspended. He was healing from an injury. But whatever. My thing is, at the end of the day, it's like the idea is that I can. I don't. You know what makes it worse? He supports so many causes that I respect. He's very supportive of things. But when you have a chip on your shoulder, and I understand what it is. He wants to fight everybody, bro. He's like the biggest meathead who shouldn't be a meathead. Like, it makes no sense that a guy like Punk, who's supposed to be, you know, a straight edge. You know, he's supposed to be smart. He reads. He's supposed to be intelligent. But I get it. You lost your UFC matches. Dude, you don't have to fight everyone in the back to prove that you're tough. It's embarrassing at 46 to still be. That's like when you go to a, a club or a bar and that older cat's trying to fight everybody. Like, what are you doing? Yo, I could kick your ass. Good. You're 50. Sit down, drink your beer. I'm not here to fight you. This isn't a ring. This is a fucking ball. You know what I'm saying? Punk is turning into the old dude. You know who he's turning into? Fucking Doink the Clown. Matt Bourne. He's turning into Matt Bourne. He wants to fight everybody. Matt Bourne in the bar is trying to beat up people. You, 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 we watched the documentary Dark Side of the Ring. And every time something happened, he, he tried to fight this person. He tried to fight this person. I'm saying going... My God, dude, you're Matt Bourne, and that's embarrassing. You, you're not Matt Bourne. You're better than that, but you're not. If you let things get to you, and the worst part is the people who you keep around love you, you'll never see where you're wrong. You can be wrong, and he is wrong not because Jack Perry talked back, because as a so-called locker room leader, which he is not, which is I, I hate to do that, but just because he just wants people to listen to him, he doesn't want to work out a proper situation. Joe obviously handles shit fucking like a champ, right? He diffused punk, solved all the problems, and got the match underway. And you would never have known anything happened while you're watching the match, right? And, and that's the thing that gets me. It's like, you know, guys like that, no one wants to talk about. Joe is over with the crowds always has been no matter where he's gone but he will never be a cm punk because cm punk is controversial joe was never controversial the one time he was controversial because he was told to be controversial and kevin nash got pissy because that was his friend right because of scott hall the in tna remember that time scott hall, they, yeah, they told the uh, 2007 except yeah 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 yeah, yeah. He turned yeah, to come except out. that promo was not approved by anybody no they told him to go out and just say shit he's all right i'll do it and be harsh. They said, be harsh. All right. Gotcha. I got this. Just like William Regal. Give give Goldberg a competitive match. Gotcha. Fuck him up. Gotcha. You know, Joe went out, cut a heel promo. You know? And Kevin Nash got pissy. That's my friend. Your friend's a fuck up. Your friend's a fuck up. You know? This isn't like with Sabu and ECW was Paul Heyman tried to bury him because he decided to take a better paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Like, th there's a difference. Scott Hall 
is a fuck up. And he was a fuck up for a long time until he got saved. And then he passed away, unfortunately. But Scott Hall will tell you he's a fuck up. But you're going to protect your friend because he's your friend. But he fucked up a company that really was depending on him. You know? And that's that's fucking bullshit. So okay. here we go. You got Punk. How much more can we, like, and I'm kind of glad he's gone for one main reason. That title thing with with the title. I'm the yeah, real that champion. Was, I, that was ridiculous. I don't mind it if you can. I like how Ricky <laughs> stalked if they me. If, it was ridiculous for the main reason that MJF never even acknowledged that this whole Good. situation even happened. And I'm glad he didn't. But that's why they put the quotations around it. And I like that because instead of just making a new title just for collision, I haven't lost this title. Yeah, you kind of did because you fucking got injured for nine months. You asked to get the fuck out. But I like how Ricky Stark sold it. Ricky Stark comes out and goes, you have that? You like that? I want it now. And that's it justified it so easy because Ricky Starks is fucking great on the mic. And I thought that was a good way of doing it without making a new title. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad. Now it could just be undone and we can move on. And I'm glad. So, uh, yeah. So the key thing about this investigation, besides the fact that there was footage everywhere Tony Khan, was the testimony from someone who worked in the arena that was not part of any wrestling um, science. That right. was, yeah, that was, he was a key eyewitness. And with all that said and done, um, Punk was fired. First, they sent out the press release. And mm-hmm. then at the beginning of Collision, which took place at the same time as Payback, which was a good right. pay-per-view that I did last Saturday. Um, they had Tony Khan um, saying that he, Punk was terminated and fired and all that. I, I make fun of Tony Khan on camera for too many times, but. I think this is the only time I actually felt bad for him. Yeah. And he had to go out into that crowd. That yeah, he had, crowd. he had to. You got to give him credit. And honestly, honestly, I'm glad he did because I know people were saying, oh, they should have waited till Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, no, no if you are a business executive, you have to do it now. And, and it was written well. I liked, And I like, like my wife said, because uh, he, he, in the thing, he apologized for like what happened. He said, I'm, I'm truly sorry for what occurred. Yeah. My wife said he's a business guy. What he should have said was, I apologize apart to this situation. I'm like, no, he made it personal. And I think fans would appreciate the I'm sorry as personal. Because when you say, well, I apologize for this situation, it sounds it sounds professional. It, it also sounds doesn't made sound up, per- it sounds written by a lawyer. Right. And it, this didn't when he said, I'm sorry. You can see it hurt him because, you know. Because the Chicago market is one of their home-based markets. Look, man, but you know what? They made that market without a punk it was created without a punk that plaque does not at that stadium does not have punk on it no, it has no. <laughs> you know it has it's got the young bucks it's got cody you know it's got the main guys kenny and that's who's on that plaque because they made it without punk and that's a thing that people have to remember especially diehard punk fan now look i i, I keep saying it i've punk got me back in when i was out I was only watching TNA and whatever else. I couldn't handle, and like you said, I missed all that summer of punk. We know the deal with uh, Jeff Hardy. You know, I missed all that. Two thousand nine, and I couldn't watch any of that. And I got back in. I would watch the pay per views, of course. I'd watch the WrestleMania with the SummerSlams. You never missed those, especially back then. I didn't, but I didn't especially, watch the especially since show. now everybody has revisionist history. But us living through it, yeah. John Cena was one of the ones that drove I couldn't a lot of do it. Away. It drove me away. I'm, 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 like, I'm I not gonna, and I still watch, but I'm not gonna pretend that um Cena didn't do it. No, he right. did. He did. You know, we didn't like. I just wanted something different. 
and I knew what they were trying to do, and I understand why they did it. Okay, then if that's what you're going for, it's not me. And so I went and I watched TNA. Even with the Hogan's bullshit, I sat through most of that TNA. Eventually, once the deuce, I almost call them deuces and <laughs> aces and eights. I don't know what deuces. <laughs> And then I, I eventually had to stop with Hogan because you could see he was ruining the company. Uh, and then I had nothing. I was able to come back, and then we had NXT. So, it was like, it was good, you know? But I never, like, you know, I got back because of Punk and Daniel Bryan and all those guys. I was like, yeah, this is great stuff. But, like, I feel like I I felt like I, get, I kept defending him because every match he had, I loved it. I thought he did his best whatever he had to work with. He got the crowd invested. He got the audience. He got news reporters talking about it. Legit daily news and the post. People who hate talk about wrestling, they were talking because of punk. And I'm like, this is great stuff. How they handled it was terrible. And they didn't do a good job of it, of course. But whatever is whatever. Uh, uh, I feel like at the end of the day, his comeback was a big deal. And it was. It was great to see him back. And I loved the, yeah, match, the matches first- he had. Yeah, I was going to also mention this later, but I'll say it now. Um, when I look back at Punk's run in AEW, besides MJF and Eddie Kingston, not much was really there. And it's well, they took their time. I they think took their they time, but <clears throat> if I look fine. back uh, on this objectively, besides those two big things, I think his run has been a disaster on and off screen. Honestly, though, I'll tell you one thing that did work. I mean, as much as he kind of destroyed Taz's group, it created the fir- the phrase "send hook." And and it was really cool. I feel like Hook's a kid. He's they're taking their time with him. You know, they're utilizing him right. They're giving him a slow build. I mean, how long was he on TV doing stuff and not even speaking? And the first time I was just showing my daughter the clip when Danhausen was breaking the potato chip, something silly, and Hook got really pissed and actually spoke. It, it was months he wasn't speaking. Right, he never said anything. And then the, you heard the crowd's reactions when Hook spoke. To to Danhausen, he goes. You wanted my attention. You got it. The crowd. You verbally heard the crowd lose their shit, and it wasn't even in the ring. It was a backstage segment. How often does backstage segments get that kind of reaction? So it was a good build. They're building young talent right away. You take your time. It's going to be a while for him to get good, but there's no rush, you know. And I felt like you know, Punk working with Ricky Starks and everything. I I still felt that Taz's group did better with Darby and Sting than they did with Punk. Honestly. I think Ricky Starks and Brian Cage worked better with Sting and Darby than they did with Punk. I felt that Powerhouse Hobbs losing to Punk is fine because Hunk, you know, Punk is was a you know a big deal. But I mean, even so, that match was very sloppy, and I said it, it was sloppy because honestly, I have to be objective, and it's okay. I want to say that Punk does everything great. He has lost a lot of steps. He didn't come back like how Christian came back. Christian's matches with him and Kenny Omega, Christian's fucking amazing in the ring. And he's older than Punk. He's wrestled for longer than Punk. And he knows what he's doing. I felt like Punk, they show videos of him working out, but I feel like he's missing a step. And he did miss a bunch of steps, but he always wrestled against guys that can go. Like MJF, like you said, the MJF match. And um, and Hangman and him went. You know, they did okay. You know, him and Mox were okay. You know, and, I mean, that was but, okay until you learned that <clears throat> Tony Khan rushed him back. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, God, he's he done. You can't, you can't deny that. He did rush him yeah, back. 
Russian Mac, but who cares? You need a, he, to come to TV, talk, do something. Vince never gave you more than three weeks off, and you fucking broke your whole fucking leg one time for him. <laughs> and like, you have to look at Brian Daniels. Jesus Christ, the guy's a machine. He's fucking Wolverine. But with all that being said, Punk just was missing steps. Yeah, him and Joe were great. It was great. The pay per view, they had a good match. But I feel like when him, okay, when the House of Black for FTR and CM Punk, the weakest person in that match was Punk. And I hated I, I seeing did, I it. I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, it was a great match. FTR is are very good wrestlers. You know, it's, it's, they're very good wrestlers. Uh, and Punk is okay. If you're a three man team, you can make it work. The weakest person in that match was Punk. His he was off because no disrespect to House of Black, those three guys are fucking holy shit. Are they good? Absolutely, every one of them. Buddy Matthews, uh, Brody King, and, and, and Malachi Black are fucking just monsters, and they're great, and they're very talented, and they work well with everybody, and they put on a good match. But the person who was missing steps was Punk, and it, it, it's because he's. You know, seven years away is one thing, but when seven years away and you trade for MMA, which is completely different than wrestling, you can't come back, then commentate, and then come back in the ring, and think you're you. Did you even really train? I don't feel that he trained like he should have. I think he was going to coast on his name, and I, I hate to say that because yeah. when he came back and you know he, when he wants to have a banger, he had a banger, absolutely. And there's some wrestlers that don't have to be the greatest wrestler if their character is larger than life, right? Punk's character is a larger than life character, but we also expected a level of skill set in the ring that we always knew he had. We've seen, right? And, and we didn't get that. And, and it made me mad. Like, you know, him and Powerhouse Hobbs, you should have took that young kid and worked with him better. He deserved that. Hobbs deserves that. And and I don't feel that you know Punk did any favors for him. Uh, I don't hate it. Hey, he got you know Powerhouse Hobbs can say he got to work with Punk. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. Any wrestler would want to work with that. But I feel at the end of the day is like you know I was watching his last couple of matches, his the TV appearances, like the multi man tags, and like he was gassed, bro. He was gassed, and I'm like, I'm like I get it, you gassed, but like you know that. The key you know, thing, the key thing about um the whole press release compared to everyone else that was let go to AEW is that he was terminated, meaning that yes. he also had a backstage role in the company. He had two contracts, basically. He had a talent contract, and he had a running whatever the business employee contract. an employee contract, which is a lot of people were saying Punk shouldn't be telling them what to do. He doesn't have that. I said bullshit. You don't hire Punk or Brian Danielson and not give them. That you that utilize them backstage. That's why you would have guys like this into the business. You know, you didn't hire Big Show to be a in ring. You hired him for his to help with the talent and work backstage. It's what you bring these guys in for. Mark Henry. You know, you don't want them in the ring. You want Punk to, you know, you think Punk's knowledge would help the business more, especially you know how he preached about what he expected. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then but, here's the thing about um all out also um he arrived there in London and they didn't even pick him up at the airport all in he, yeah all in yeah I mean yeah yeah all in um he had to get there by himself that's that's ridiculous they should have had someone at that airport right away we found out that one of 
found out days later that um the travel agent for AEW is part of the Bucks camp. So think of that of what you will. And speaking of the Bucks, Puck tried to have a meeting with these guys for over a year now. And we learned that if he did not have an incident within six months, they would talk. They would have talked. Yeah. Which was fucking stupid. Your EVP, you should have set this out, set this out right away instead of giving him the six months test. Well, you know, I think the idea is no, it's it's fine because that was their thing. They had a situation with him. And honestly, I'm starting to believe 100% he started the fight. Obviously, he started the fight, right? You, you, he, they can't be guilty. He started shit talking shit. So when they went to talk to him, he went to fight. His friend bit the other Kenny Omega. Let's be real, like, and then this shit happens. Had and they, had proven, they not, dude, had they not barged into that, his locker room, this whole thing would never happen. And him doing as, that whole shit at the media scrum right. last year. But the idea is, it's that's fine and well. People, wrestlers are not the smartest people. I, I said this last year. You know, they're gonna get hot headed. Wrestlers fight backstage a lot. Every wrestler has had some kind of incident. Even Eddie Kingston and, and, and Sammy Guevara. But at the end of the day. It's what you learn from that and how you learn to own up to your mistakes, right? You have to own up to your mistakes. If you can't own up to your mistakes, then you're you're never going to change who you are. And obviously, Punk didn't. That's my point. The Bucks got suspended just as long. They came back. Punk, you know, uh, Punk came back. They kept him separate the best they can. They did whatever they had to do to they make. They even gave his, him his own show. <laughs> they even gave him his own show. But at the end of the day, it's very simple. Uh, my problem is, is that. Yeah, they would have. I don't blame them for going. Look, you know what? If he's cool and he doesn't get into any shit, he just came back. All right, we'll talk yeah, it out. I, I would have. I, I don't same, blame them. I would have said the same thing if they were not EVPs. No, but at the end of the day, to, to have a match, they don't have to work with him in the ring. They don't, Backstage, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about a match. I mean, like just to settle the score. No, they they want to have this talk so they could work together. That's what the whole point of this was. It wasn't to run the company. The company's being run. They. That's not what it was. It was to. Work out. Does he not fuck up anymore? Then we'll talk about working in the ring with him. That's what this was for. It had nothing to do with anything else. They had lawyers handle everything else. Punk had lawyers too. Let's be real. Punk, when he got pissy and went home one day, he got bitchy. He didn't say nothing to nobody. He sent lawyers there. He lawyers up super fast. So I don't blame him. Why should we have to do it? He wants to work with it. He's the one that friend bit my friend like this is fucking ridiculous like why should we have to and i agree with them i mean it sounds stupid you have to be adults but yeah i don't want to work with you in the ring we could coexist in the business and they did they were on the same fucking show sometimes it's fine they're on the fucking pay-per-view together you know what i'm saying it's it's <laughs> fine but like i don't blame them it was actually smart for them to do it because he didn't make the six months but at the end of the day what it drives me crazy is that they're <sighs> I'm mad because there there was no need for him at his level to have to do any of this. I know. That's where it does it. This is where having chips on your shoulder, I get it. Let me tell you the truth. Think about the punk and the Bucks. They actually run a lot of the same history. Because everybody said the punk that the Bucks would never be anything. Oh, they're too small. They're shit. The generation me. The dude said, okay, WWE doesn't want us, we get it. We're going to do our own thing. And they got as big as they did legitimately on their own, right? Let's, let's be honest. Punk did the same thing prior. Punk got big on his own. They had He got so popular that they had no excuse not to see him, you know? Punk did all of that. And, and he made himself on his own. Of course, he was willing to go to WWE. 
And then, and then Kenny Omega said he went to Japan, did his whole thing. He got the world to recognize New Japan. When people think about uh, New Japan, there's two things people know. Bullet Club and Kenny Omega. Of Sadly. Last, of the last decade, yes. Of the last decade. You know one before that. You ask people a decade ago, what do they know about New Japan? It was the diehards that only knew. Let's be real. You know? And, 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 and so they made that shit on their own. Cody left WWE to prove that he was something more, he, that he knew he could be. And he did that on his own. Came became in the highest. Star. He left the company, became the highest paid independent wrestler. The highest paid. Cody was demanding more money for matches on the independent circuit than anybody else. 100%. And he, but he gave his all in the ring. Every match he had. And that's and then he they worked together. They did it, and he came back. He always wanted Cody. Always just wanted to prove to his second father, which is Vince, that he could be that star. He told him, "I am. Let me change my gimmick. I could be something." And no, 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 keep the makeup on. But he had to go out, prove to his second dad that he could be something, and he did. And he went back where he belongs. Cool. That's great. Wait till Brandy gets involved, then the fans will start hating him again. <laughs> But jokes aside, no, I know she can't. She shouldn't. Uh, if she wants to stay in WWE, have him have a great career. Shut your mouth, Brandy. Stay to the side. Uh, but at the same time, is that these guys all made on their own? So having a chip on your shoulder because you proved yourself, absolutely. Cody can have a chip on his shoulder. The Bucks have a chip. Punk can have a chip on because these guys were told, "No, you're nothing," and became megastars right and that's fine but there's also a time when like you become a megastar you also have to chill out and like realize that you're as you get older you need to work with everybody and the difference is that you start seeing way more people not liking punk even before this incident there were there were camps that did not like punk because they didn't like the way he handled shit because punk i guess is from a different generation that grew up hard and have to understand that it's not like that anymore it's cool to have a nurturing thing. Didn't you say you went to AEW because how they handled Brody Lee? That's exactly how they why handled he went there. And it's crazy because that was the reason why he went there, that everyone in AEW at that time was not linking shit to dirt sheets. And you, then you find out as soon as Punk went there, they started doing it. So where's the common denominator of the issue? It's Tony Khan. No, it's not Tony Khan. It's fucking Punk. How it's does a Tony company Khan run fine... How does a company run fine until one dude shows up and everything fucking changes? Come on. You can't Tony blame Tony, Tony Khan for bringing... Why would you not want to bring Punk in? You no, want not, to. For, not for bringing in Punk, for letting all this shit get out to dirt sheets. How can you stop it? How can you stop it? Stuff gets leaked all the time, and you try to stop it. We had a couple of things get leaked. It happens. It's wrestling. People like to run their mouth. But problem is, is that why I mean, did they that, keep... You had to think that that would take Punk off because th that was the very reason why he went there and he didn't think that it would happen. And why it never happened until him. Where's the common denominator of the issue? Why would people be willing to do this because of him? Where, you have to look in the mirror and look at yourself. And Punk looks in the mirror and sees nothing's fucking wrong. Your best friend that you fought for a job, bitter human being over bullshit while you were eating a fucking muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, do you not really, if, if my friend, Julian, if we got into a fight with some people, because I ran my fucking mouth, and you bit somebody for me, 
I think we need to have a sit down talk like Jules. I love you and everything, but I don't think you should be biting people. It's my fault no. that I, I ran my mouth. You know, that, that, that occurred to these guys. No, it's normal for these fucking people. Like, that's not how it works. Don't sit there and go in your fucking pipe bomb in the backstage during whatever was brought all out last brawl year out. and say <laughs> the brawl out and say, I'm trying to run a business. Motherfucker. You can't run a business because if you did, you'd be richer than you are now. 90% that's of your money what, came from lawsuits. That's what I said last year, Rob. <laughs> I know, but it makes me mad that I fucking defended him and he makes me look like a dick now. Everything, you know, I'm allowed to make mistakes and I make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool with me. I'm just saying. No, I, I feel bad because like, you know what? It, it's unfair because I feel like he was someone we... Respect. We want when the pipe, when the fucking podcast happened, we listened. And then when it all went wrong with him and Colt, I defended him. I defended him over Colt, who like everybody loves Colt Cabana. No one has ever said shit bad about Colt Cabana except CM Punk. Everybody backstage absolutely loves CM, uh, loves Colt Cabana. Everybody. There's no locker room he's ever been a part of that anyone said, yeah, Colt Cabana was a problem. Never. Except for punk. And what's it over? Fucking money. And that's sad. Speaking and that's of sad. Um, podcasts, <clears throat> I'll say within a few months from now, which podcast do you think he would um, be on to tell his side of the story? Because before, when it happened at WWE, it was called Cabana. Now that this whole, that there are two incidents that happened, I think he would be on a bigger podcast platform and tell the story. If it depends on what happened with the termination papers and law and the lawyers, right? He has to. It's about money with him, right? And uh, at that he's time, not, he, yeah, he's not an employee anymore, so those ideas don't even matter. That's not true. If when the termination, there's even with WWE fires people, there's sometimes a a year on their thing when they even when they're terminated, they have so much time. Not maybe not a year, but they have so many months they can't say shit, can't do shit. You have the to they do a thing. Trust me, there's a thing there. So he, that's why he has, that's why Ace Steel fucking puts an Instagram story being a bitch. Meanwhile, you bit somebody. <laughs> and, and, you know, and like, then you have like Punk that has not said nothing yet, which is like weird that he does it. But then again, don't forget, Punk did wait until November from when he was uh, terminated in like April, May, whatever it was. July. Oh, was it July? Yes. Well, I thought it was in the springtime. It was a July. I guess because it was it was same day was, as his wedding day. See, I don't know his wedding day. So yeah, okay. So yeah, okay, July. So July then November. So um maybe the beginning of next year he can say something or he'll say something. I I hope he doesn't, because honestly, I don't want to hear any more excuses out of him. That it's like you're becoming the old man yelling at the sky. And it's like, dude. You know, remember when you fucking tried to command a locker room and book a T through Shinna Force and fucking tried to tell me you're not my locker room leader? Like, you know, no, no, and then no. book a T. The exact words were as the locker room leader, I'm telling you guys to pick up the trash. Booker T got up and said, <laughs> You ain't telling me to pick up my trash, dog. Did he throw shit on the floor or some shit? Like, did he throw yes. shit on the floor, bro? <laughs> but Booker T oh, said something uh, a couple I'm like, weeks you, ago. You're, you're trying to step up to Booker T and try to fight him. Dude. You will lose. Booker T said something on his podcast a couple weeks ago before the final bullshit. 
Yeah, yeah. He said, like, you know, you want to be a leader and you want to help these young guys. He goes, look, when I went to TNA, these guys were there already. Joe was there already. AJ was there already. Yeah. I didn't walk in because I did not walk into that locker room like I'm fucking booking to you do what the fuck I say. I walk in and I wanted to make sure I earned those guys respect because I have to travel with them. I have to share a locker room with them. I have to do all these yeah, storylines with them. He's like, I need to do that. And that's what you need to do. Punk, I don't know if Punk did that or not, but obviously he didn't do something to relate with them. And that's a very solid point. I guess that's what my point is with my workers, right? I have kids come in that are 20 years old and they want to smoke pot. They don't really want to work because that's what they did when they're in college, right? They're coming here to work. They, they're they not going to change the way they are. But do I yell at them or do I find a common ground, make them understand that they can respect me, but also like trust me, but also respect me? And then 99% of the time, I get these guys to turn around and, and become workers. You get that one percent where it's just like, yeah, this guy doesn't really want to work. There's nothing I can do about it. But I don't lose my head over it. And I, this is my building, and I have so many staff, and I got to do what I got to do, and I got to handle my regular staff and the new guys that come in. I have to work with people who are security guards and engineers, and everyone's got a fucking ego, right? Engineers think they're bad, and everybody security guards think they're above us because they they secure the building. It's like, dude, we're all getting paychecks. Let's just chill out. Let's work so together. So what when the time does come, which podcast do you think he'll be on? Because for me, who is he gonna go on? Like, who could he go on? For me, it'll be two things: either a uh, a type like ESPN or Sports Center, or Ariel, money. or Ariel Hawani. Probably, I I don't care about Ariel Hawani. I'm sorry, you may you may not care, but he has a big platform. Oh, I know he does. I I never listened to him. I think I listened to him twice. I was like, I don't really like anything about you. This is before years ago. I was like, all right. Everyone talked about this guy. You every report, everyone. All right. I'm like, let me check out this guy. I was like, this is fucking boring. I couldn't give a shit. I couldn't get into him at all. I'm like, that not my thing. I turned it off because I'm like, all right, what? Just like Sam Roberts and all these other guys. Like, I don't like, you know, I don't care. Like Pat McAfee, you know, uh, Pat McAfee. Sorry, Jesus Christ, McAfee. Listen to me, Pat McAfee. Like, cool cat. I I can't steal his podcast. I can't. I can't deal with him. Standing, he gets me. He gives me anxiety watching him talk about shit. It's like I, I can't do that. I can't do any of these guys. I don't. I don't have any care. I don't feel like. I feel like, you need to have uh, when you're doing podcasts, the intimacy makes it feel special. And then you have guys who are basically like a radio disc jockey trying to be a podcaster, and that to me, right out the door, I can't stand. You know what I'm saying? The only person who's successfully done something like that was a Howard Stern. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the guy before uh, uh, Howard Stern was um, goddamn Crystal. Who was the guy before Howard Howard Stern? Tommy and Anthony. No, no, the old guy. He 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 got the famous the, the VJ. Like, he was like Howard Stern, but it was the guy. Uh, I uh, um. Anyway, I miss I miss in the morning. He was fucking famous, unstoppable. He he was before Howard Stern. He even lasted while when Howard Stern took over the world. Imus was still solid. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I couldn't listen to that. I couldn't care. You know, it, they these guys could be as good as they want. Punk can go on it all he wants. I'll get the cliff notes from you. I don't care when he does because I feel like wrestling has really gone on. And when you have a show that turned out really well. And you're doing everything great. 
And then we have to listen to bullshit pettiness from a guy who used to go, yeah, he Triple H is being a dick. Fuck Vince McMahon. Ugh, punk, punk, you know? And, and then it's like, God damn it. Maybe he was a little unreasonable also. Maybe there was a balance that needed to be made. And then now when you got me rethinking Vince McMahon, who I fucking despise, now I'm even more mad at you. It's kind of like, <laughs> like, it's like, why do I have to look at this interview from like when they were in the, when it was, a, they were cutting a promo on each other. It was punk and Triple H. And then Triple H said shit, and you're like, holy shit. Triple H saw it coming. <laughs> and you're like, I know it's just a promo, but it's like he said stuff, and you're seeing it in real life, and it's fucking, what, 16 years later? However long it's – no, eight, eight years ten, later, nine years ten. later. Ten. Ten, years later. And you're like, oh, shit, I don't want to agree with you. I don't want to agree with you on this. It's like – and that's what makes me mad. Like, you know, that's why there's always two sides to a story and somewhere in the middle is the truth. I'm feeling with Punk, there's always something in the middle. He's going to always fucking cry that he's never done nothing wrong. And at the end of the day, I defended the low numbers when he appeared on that fucking talk show with Renee Paquette. He was like the low, the first time he was on was high. And then after that, they were all low. You're talking about that thing they did with Fox? Yeah. His numbers was like at first they were really good, and then he was coming on, and then they were like shit. Like, I said, it, I said it was shit. Like a few. You weeks said later. it. You did say it, and I'm like, nah, you know, who cares about that? It's fine. It's a talk show. It's on a weird time. I'm like, it's it's fine. So just like Rampage but, and Collision, those ratings are shit. Also, yeah, I still love the fucking shows, and I enjoy it, and I'm fine with it. I'm not. I I I've given up. Like I didn't care what WWE had ratings and shit against TNA. No way was TNA ever going to beat WWE, right? I, I never cared about that. I just wanted to have wrestling that I can enjoy. And, and the people who sit there and worry about rating numbers, you're not enjoying what you're watching. Like, I, if I cared, if I was worried about when WWE had low numbers, let's say I was watching Raw and Raw was having some really shitty numbers a while ago. And, and I, but I didn't care because if I, if the, if the show was good, then I'm happy, you know. I'm watching, yeah. you know, wrestles I like, you know, Kevin Owens, and I was watching Bray Wyatt, and I was Shinsuke was on. I was very happy. AJ Styles was there. I was like, what? I never thought I'd see that coming. I was so happy. So I'm watching. I didn't care about the numbers because, like, to see, me, that's not my problem. It's not my problem, also. But I do like to analyze things. Um, after Tony Khan made that announcement on the video for Collision last week, mm-hmm. ratings dipped um under by forty percent. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But also, you like you said last week was payback. Also, payback and college and football. and college football. And uh, we, as much as we like, I don't believe college football is anything. That shit's big market. No, it's and you can't, you market. can't, you can't deny that shit. Like you know, NBA. Like you know, when the playoffs are happening, you can't. You're not going to win against the playoffs or the with the World Series. You know, those numbers are always going to do big. But college football, just in general, that's a whole um another world. College sports. Is like people who are who, if we have any fans from outside of America, uh, college sports is like a whole nother world. It's so weird, right? College football fans and college sports, baseball fans, college uh, basketball fans, those people are worse than actual NFL fans and NBA fans. They're more dedicated, and I don't know why. You know, I don't, I don't understand that culture. But they're always going to do good. And uh, I think people who are analytical people like you 
who get into the college because they want to know and try to predict which kid's going to be the future of professional sports, you know, and, and they watch the college level to say, I was there before. It's like being that hipster. I was there before it was cool kind of a thing. And I feel like they do that with college sports and they're huge numbers, huge numbers. So I, I expect, I don't expect collision to ever do millions. It's, it's on Saturday. It's on Saturday. And if there's sports happening, it's going to do bad. But as long as it doesn't, I, I, as long as I can enjoy it, because I, I want to watch something on Saturday. I don't watch sports. I don't, I watch NFL and it's either on Thursday, Monday or Sunday, right? If my team is playing on that on a network i can watch if not i don't watch it so i get i watch nothing on tv anymore except for collision rampage and dynamite i don't watch anything everything else else i watch on youtube i watch impact on youtube i watch uh i I see the ring of honor stuff on youtube and i put on i don't know why i do it to myself i put on nwa once in a while and i just recently unsubscribed to wow I can't do WoW. I'm sorry. Yeah, WoW was terrible. It's still going on, and, and it's so Julian, man. It's so bad. Yeah, it's you so saw bad. how you saw how quick AJ Lee left that joint. My wife and me were flipping, and it was like, it was like, I'm gonna make up some names. It probably go to. It's the oh, it's those two girls that are Samoan supposedly, and they did a promo, and it was, and you're sitting there going, okay. And then you see these two girls get in the ring, these two women in the ring. The crowd's hot because they're paying that crowd to be there, obviously. They're getting paid. And they're hot. You have to give them credit. Go watch WoW for one minute. The crowd is hot the whole time. I've watched four episodes. You hear the crowds are loud, right? They don't ever get quiet. I feel like they got to be paid. I don't think they're there because they like wrestling. The crowd looks like a paid crowd because there's not a lot of them. There's like maybe 100 people, 200 people. But they're loud. Everybody who comes out, they're going nuts, and they got signs. And I'm like, who are these women wrestling? No one knows them. And then it's like the matches are so bad. And it's like, I can't watch this. I said, you know, I tried. I wanted to enjoy wrestling. I watched Stardom on on, on YouTube, and I watched New Japan on YouTube. I have, I'm have, i subscribed to all that. But I, I said, I don't need this. So I unsubscribed to WoW. And I'm like, it didn't even hurt my feelings. I just felt bad. Like, wow, I want to watch a woman wrestling. I could just watch Stardom, right? I'll watch Stardom, and I'd rather enjoy that because you know what? The crowds are real. They're not paid actors, and those women give their all. And that girl, Julia, is a fucking superstar. When she gets a chance to prove herself on a bigger stage, people are going to know who the hell she is because she's that good. And uh, so I watch that. So, yeah, I can't do well. But that's it. That's what I watch. And I don't watch TV. I don't watch Raw. I don't watch SmackDown. I do get highlights. If I if something really cool happens, I'll – uh. I'll go on YouTube and watch the highlights. You know, something cool happens, you know. Speaking but, of which, um, Raw, um, Guther officially passed Hockey Talk's Rand's record good. for the IC title. Very I'm good. Happy. I've wanted, I'm very I've happy wanted that. that record to be broken 20 years ago. I can't... You know the problem is? They couldn't do it years ago because the, the, the attention span back then. Yeah, the attention span was different. But yeah. then again, <clears throat> I tell people this all the time. Um, maybe one good Hockey Talk man IC title match other than Jake Roberts and Ultimate Warrior. Nobody could name shit. Nobody. Who can you remember a hockey talk mad mad match to begin with? You remember his the song, and uh, that's it. That's like uh, that's I think all. he fought. I think he teamed up with, with Greg the Hammer a few times, and uh, he uh, 
I remember him being a Cadillac and lip singing to a song, and uh, that's it. Dude, his Twitter followers are very delusional. You know what? I think they're just having fun with him. He's an old cat who doesn't <laughs> shut up. And, you know, if you're an old school wrestling fan, you don't know all these new guys. Even for WWE, there's a lot of guys you don't know. You want to go in. Wrestling's kind of fun. Oh, man, I remember Honky Talk, man. And you'll follow his ramblings, you know. And I think that's basically what his it's what it's really about. There's no there's nobody who's ever back in a day when I was a kid ever was a honky tonk man fan. Let's be no. fucking real. No one. <laughs> no one. Like, you know, heels. Oh, but they'll tell you, oh, but he was a heel. You weren't supposed to like him. Bullshit. Piper sold. Horn Dorndorf was very popular, regardless of whatever he was. You know, friggin' uh, Jake the Snake, when he was a bad guy, sold. You know, Ted DiBiase was always over. So, like, and, don't and tell me the, that. Then the next argument becomes, oh, he sold out a bunch of arenas. You know who else did? Hulk Hogan. Everybody can say that they sold out an arena. Like, that was I like, mean, I remember. <laughs> both of us make fun of Hogan a lot of times, but at least I could um, get his stick before I could Honky Tonks. My thing is that, like, you know, I, whatever we didn't know before, Hogan was over. He got the right demographic. He was never my wrestler, but I'm a weird. I was a weird kid. You know, I I not the um I'm not the norm. So every one of my friends loves Hulk Hogan. Every one of my friends loves Ultimate Warrior. You know, that's their job too. That's what they were there for. You know, I I get it. I wasn't. Uh, but I remember being a kid, and people used to be like, "You don't like Hulk Hogan?" I'm like, "No." They're like, <laughs> "Why?" It's like. I don't like them. I remember, like, I didn't want to judge. I was like, I don't like this. I remember as a kid, I didn't like that we would do the hand thing and the hulking up. And I used to laugh at it. And everyone was, like, excited. I laughed at it going, as a kid, I would be like, hey, even for me, that's a bit silly. You know, <laughs> like, even as a child, I'm like. <laughs> On the grander stage, Hogan had that aura about him. Hulk, yeah, talking but in, you I know what? Say the same. Look, Tugboat had come out. And I remember Tugboat was in the main event of some TV show when Tugboat debuted, right? And the crowd wasn't super hot. It was just like kind of like okay. Yeah. So what they what did Vince tell Hogan to do? Stick your head out through the curtain. And they spent all the time having Hogan peeking through the curtain, and the crowds were losing their mind <laughs> to help the, you know. And he did that. And as a kid, I'm like, this guy's stealing fucking Tugboat. I'm like, no, <laughs> he's saving the segment because no one gave a shit about Tugboat. <laughs> it's sad. Tugboat didn't get popular till he was with uh, Earthquake, and they became bad guys. You know, he had to find that right gimmick that worked because as a good guy, it was just a big, fat, jolly boat guy. It didn't make sense. They were called but the Twin Towers, right? They were called the Natural Disasters. I mean, Natural Disasters. It was Typhoon and Earthquake. Because remember, he was a tugboat, but then he became a typhoon. Why didn't he just call him Tsunami? Oh, because he wasn't Asian, right? So Vince is racist like that. So yeah, of course. Uh, but anyway, like you said, like, fuck Honky Tonk, man. Gunther is... I'm so happy for that dude. That's a guy... Who are all the European wrestlers? He's a star. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He has proven himself. The only guy I feel like I feel is who deserves more out of that whole group, and a lot of people love him. But I, no, no, I'm a bigger fan of uh, Pete Dunn. I like Pete Dunn a hell of a lot. I feel that he could do so much more. Uh, and he, he's working with any gimmick he give him. They, they turn him into what? They turn him into Buck Chuck Buck Butch. Butch. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I think he needs more mic time, though. He, he does because he's great. Yeah. And you he know, he he's the only guy that I feel they look how long he had the other title. They they let him run with that title in NXT, and he had the what title was that? It was the UK the, title, right? UK title. 
He ran with that for, I think he ran for like a year and a half or two years with that title. Almost fucking guy's great talent. And, you know, I'm glad they brought him over. But then when they, I said, oh, they're going to bring him to the main roster. I'm like, they're going to change his name. They're going to change his name. Like, yeah, his name is Butch. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. I'm so mad. But if you could, if you, he made it work. And so did Gunther. Walter made his name work. Walter was over. It was like, oh, they changed it to Gunther. It's so cliche. And it is cliche. Thank God they didn't go with the German Nazi general name. Exactly. If it's originally wanted. So I'll take Gunther over, like, you know, Adolf Schwarzenfucker. And it's like, I'm definitely glad they didn't do that to him. Uh, they tried to. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, I, I, I'm so happy that he, someone got to take that title, that, that, that number away. And uh, it was a big deal because he deserved it. All right, let's get the hell out of here because I got to go feed the sun and everything's going yeah. good. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It was good talking to you. Yeah, same here. I hope you enjoyed the rest of the week. Oh, wait, wait, really? Right before you go, uh, are you doing Toy Fair? Yes, I am. Okay, we'll be there too. Cool. You going to be there that Saturday or Sunday? Uh, we're going to show for a Saturday and Sunday because I have stuff both days, but uh, I'm keeping it much looser. Because I'm not trying to go crazy doing too many things. So I'm gonna be there that Saturday morning. Oh, you're gonna just be there Saturday? Yeah, Sunday, I'm not really sure yet. Well, I'll, I'm, I got stuff on Sunday. I got stuff on Saturday. There's a turtle event on Saturday, and it's in the late afternoon. There's a TMNT thing. And then uh, I got something with a couple of companies on Sunday. But yeah, all right, cool. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Hopefully, we can do this a little more often. But you are super busy, and I get it. You just keep doing your thing, man. Thanks a lot, man. Um, hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And we are OUT. Later. Laters.